Welcome to Beyond the Field Podcast, your weekly dose of finance, property, and epic people doing epic things powered by the team at Money Empire. Get informed and entertained with the coolest cats in the business. BTF, my name's Kane, I've got the beautiful Issa next to me, and we have the lovely Lisa Barton, advisor at Money Empire, property and finance expert, and a mother to two beautiful little girls. Yes, yes, hello. And that leads us into the segment of what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about preparing financially to have a baby. And it is so good to talk about this right now because cost of living is rising daily. And watermelons are $100. How much do toilet paper these days? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I saw watermelon was 100 bucks. I was Crazy, like, eh? So, <laughs> Lisa, I'm going to throw to you, being a mother. Yes. Being in finance, being an expert at what you do, what are some of the things that people should prepare for when A, they're having their first, second, or third, fourth, or fifth, or sixth, or seventh? Or how many? Oh, You've got <laughs> 10 to see one. I've got four, baby. Okay. How many? How, what, you sh- what should you prepare for? I think going back to when I had my first, um, I was in the fortunate position of having a mortgage. So whether you're renting or having a mortgage, just kind of obviously when you first find out that you're pregnant you're like holy shit like oh my gosh um things are going to cost a bomb but i think it would just be working towards making sure that you've got a budget in place yep one you know because obviously you're going to go down to one income how long for you don't know it could be the mat leave of six months i think there's now six months or you might want a year or you might want to take longer depending um so the main thing would be budgeting to um, start working on the cost before bubs arrives. Not don't wait until you're on mat leave yeah. and just relying on the mat leave, you know, income that you're going to get. Start now. Whether it's cutting back on some spending, you might, you know, you might be going shopping three times a week, but cut back on that. Um, cut back on going out, but still have some fun as well. Um, and it would be, I think, setting aside some savings. So on top of whatever you're earning now, plus your mortgage, work out what you might need forward thinking when you're onto one income yeah. and trying to if you can set aside that money to help you once you're on mat leave so what you're saying is plan plan yeah plan and i think you're so right in that and isa you jump in here um where if you know you're gonna drop down to one income mm-hmm. for maybe 12 months and that's yep. probably what the yeah, maybe the average mum yeah, does 12 so months, 12 yeah. months you're going to get obviously mat leave paid in there um but saying, well, if it's going to cost me an extra 200 bucks a week mm. to have a baby, yeah. i.e. food, nappies, yeah. formula, all that kind of stuff, try start saving six months ahead. Yeah, and totally. I know that sounds really icky or out there or mm. whatever, but planning is going to be key. Yeah, I tried to as well. When I, obviously, when I um, was planning for Chloe, with Chloe, my first, my eldest, I didn't want to rely on the mat leave, so I thought, okay, that's just going to be a bonus what we're going to get paid. So, like you say, if it was 200 bucks or whatever it is, start saving that. So then I've got that money set aside to cover those costs, etc. and then the mat leave that we'll get was just a bonus to help, you know, any other living expenses. And then, Issa, you've got um, upfront lump sums, especially if it's your first. Mm. You've got cot. Or bassinet. I thought you said cod. Cod. No, you can have fish. I prefer salmon, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. You've got 
prams, which these prams these days cost a small fortune. They're the, they're the cost of a small second-hand car. Well, I think you can get a March, a red March, for probably the same price. Oh, I know. Producer <laughs> over here. Producer, Lydia Sleeman, baby, had a great <laughs> March back in the day. I think it was probably smaller than a pram, to be honest. But, yeah, there are a couple of really big upfront costs that mm. you've got to factor in. Um if you're wanting to buy new, yeah. and this is this is the kicker at the end of the day, but obviously I've had four girls. Um, I understand what it's like for a, a bubbling new mum and new family to get the nice new pram, and you can look upwards two grand north, two thousand yeah. dollars or more easy. to get easy to get a really good quality pram, and you sort of tend to want to go for good quality if you're playing on multiple kids because they do last the test of time. Um, you don't want to buy a piece of crap that just falls apart and then you have to fork out another couple of grand. Mm. You know, a baby capsule for a car. You've got to remember that a baby capsule, good couple of hundred dollars. Mm. Um, you know, eight hundred for a thousand for a really good brand, good good quality one. Um, but they get bigger. Mm. The little yeah. bloody terrors get bigger every couple of months, and they outgrow things. So we're not talking about shoe sizes jumping every other month. We're talking about some of these big ticket items. So I think then it comes back to um, what the household is, who they are, how they want to actually uh, continue to live. Because it's so easy for parents like us to just go, you don't need a capsule. Just borrow one, it's gonna be outdated really quickly because that's not the, for a lot of people, it's the experience of going through buying it for the first time and having good quality and putting that effort. And that's, that's down to every household is different, you know, but there are so many cost savers which you can factor in and maybe it's not until you factor it in for the second one or the fourth, because the fourth child just gets nothing. The, <laughs> all the fourth hand-me-downs. child gets all the hand-me-downs <laughs> and by then you're so over it, you're not going to go out and buy new ones again. Yeah. So I think those are some of the key things that you can obviously think about when you're talking budget, 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 um, but also, you know, extended family helping out, um, you know, use second hand, all those sorts of things are real big cost savers. Mm you should at least think about in leading up to having your first child. Lisa, you talked to me off, uh, off, um, off air around uh, most people have gone into um, probably approached you or, or been your client to buy their first home, right? Yeah. Or upgrading their second home. Um, and the next part of the journey normally is, is extending the family or having a family. And then so they get used to probably one big change in their life, i.e. a mortgage. Yeah. And then the second big change comes from having their first child and the rejig in that. How important is to have your um, mortgage payments or mortgage structure set up correctly from day one, knowing what the future may hold, um, and your risk um, ability or insurance is set up correctly as well? Yeah, it is so important, especially with the mortgage structure. Well, it is actually, sorry, it, it is, is hailing like here right down. now. <laughs> Holy. Sorry. It's winter. <laughs> um, yeah, back to you. So I think knowing when you come and see someone like us and knowing that, you know, don't be afraid to tell us what your plan is, future plan is. So yes, you want to buy a house, that is awesome. But knowing that you might want to start a family in one to two years, we want to make sure that we have the structure set up from the get-go. Um, knowing, because it's so much easier to make changes while you're both still on two incomes. Um, you know, if we had to do interest only for a portion of your mortgage, why, you know, we can still do that up front and it's easier, like I said, two incomes is better than one when you want to do any re sort of restructure um, to prepare you for that when, it, when baby comes along, yep. um, whether that be one, two years, three years from when you buy your first home. It's a massive change. Um, but also on the risk side is 
one you've got to have some sort of risk in place when you own a home because it's going to safeguard you from the unfortunate you know getting ill or passing away touch wood um, and then knowing that you'll have soon a little mini um, mini version of you that you want to protect the last thing that you want to do either your hubby or your wife is having to move out of a home or sell a home to downgrade to cover costs or yeah. You know, when you're down to one income with one little one, um, that is a scary thing to think about. But that is the reality that you know we're not always around forever, and making sure that your family is looked after. Yeah, and I think we have to get round the negative connotation of yeah, insurance. Totally. You've been dealt for your family yep. with your mum. I personally have been there. Isha, you would have known people that have been down that route. Get away from negative connotation of insurance, mm -hmm. especially if you're having a baby yeah. um, or wanting to extend the family, and especially if there's only one income provider. If that one person falls over that's supplying your income, what the do you do? The last thing you need is financial pressure. That is like one of the biggest killers with stress, you know. You, that's the last thing you want, so you've got to make sure that you safeguard yourselves and your family. Agreed, you'll lose everything. Just on um, daily cost of living, Issa, we don't want to see people going to bad debt, credit cards, store cards, afterpay, if they're not thinking ahead, what do they do with the inflation, with the cost of living going on right here and now, formula, nappies, all this kind of stuff, how do they stay atop? Oh, look, you've got to, as, as Barton touched on, the first and foremost, around budget, 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 you know, some 2018 figures, which are obviously not don't have the built-in inflation um, that we're talking about today is you know depending on the household you know there's some averages from Westpac that you know a family or a little budding little one will cost anywhere from eighteen eight thousand to sixteen thousand dollars per year that's the difference of sort of a hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars per week mm -hmm. um, that's mm -hmm. in 2018 you know that cost will be rapidly rising uh, day in day out right now um, so factoring all of those sort of that thought process in and getting in touch with your advisor if you've had a house around restructure that was sort of talked about all of those things um, are important conversations to have and have early um, and like Barton sort of touched on around you know financial pressure don't wait till it's too late to then have the conversation you know be really proactive you know that's what you know and for instance advisor the money empire sort of you know highlight to people in certain situations like this is about being proactive really early agree so top tips for financially preparing to have a baby if the baby is planned plan ahead plan ahead plan ahead <laughs> 12 months out start saving money yep to plan ahead for one income mm -hmm. two make sure you get a really good insurance policy and yep. make sure you're protecting the ass off what we call your net wealth the mm -hmm. gap three asset wise and debt on assets so mortgages make sure your mortgage structure is adequate to dropping down to one income for what you need i.e you're not reducing the term from day one you have the ability for revolving credit etc and then um what i would say is you know don't outlay so much capital with when you have a first baby you go crazy on buying stuff buy the bare minimum and family love to buy you shit yeah. so ask family they're more than happy to help you out so plan 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 all these things are our top tips lisa i know you're an expert in mm -hmm. this space so money empire lisa barton property and finance expert and then my old mate here isa podcast guru come chat to us btf over Thanks for listening to Beyond the Field. 
If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with your mates or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, you can follow us on Instagram at Beyond the Field Podcast or send us an email at info at beyondthefield.co.nz. Thanks again and we'll see you all next time.